Purge streaming reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co host is the illustrious Joe Taylor. This is episode 83. Hey, man. Good to see you again. Yes. Uh, you got anything before we get started? I got a bunch of stuff. All right, go okay, right ahead. Okay, last episode, you gave a binge to the Netflix original movie Windfall. Yeah. You really liked it. Uh, I liked it. You liked yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I watched it last night. And? Zero. A complete zero for me, man. Wow. I kept waiting for something to happen and it never did. What do you mean nothing happened? Well, did I mean, you not watch it to the end? I did watch the end, but then I was like, I was like, it was an hour and a half. And I'm like, is this movie three hours? It's like, it was like a one act play where I'm like, somebody do something. It all happens in the last 10 minutes. I yeah. said that. Ooh, wow. I'm sorry. Look at a listener, Steve. He recommended the movie as well. A lot of people have said they like this. I am not one of them. I did not enjoy it. It was hard to get through. I dozed off. You know how you got to like, Back it up. What did I miss? Because like, I dozed off. I had to do that four times. I don't know, man. Maybe it's not for everybody. It's a slow burn, like I said, but it's only 90, 93 minutes or something, would we say? It's an hour and a half. Yeah, 93 minutes. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. It's for some people. It's not for me. I'm not here to poop on it, though. Okay? I'm just saying <laughs> okay. I watched it. It wasn't for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right? Okay. Okay. Jason Siegel's in that, right? Love Jason Siegel. Okay. Well, Jason Siegel has a new show that's about to go into production called Shrinking. Okay. Have you heard about this at no, all? No, it's not like the Matt Damon movie, is it? No, 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 okay. no. This is by the people that bring you Ted Lasso. Oh, great. Bill Lawrence and uh, Brett Goldstein, they're writing, producing. It's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. Now, the reason I bring this up is because the co-star on this show is going to be... Lily Collins. Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah, I remember him. You remember him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he remembers himself, but <laughs> I, this is going to be the first official TV show he's done as a series regular. First t TV show of any kind, really? Well, right? no, he's done guest spots on TVs in the 60s and 70s, right? Wow. He was jumping all over the place. He'd show up in an episode of Ironside or Love American Style or Love Boat Kung or Fu. He's never on Love Boat. Wow. Kung Fu. So he played a guy on Kung Fu. Anyway, have you watched Kung Fu? No, David I know Carity, what it is. You know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he would guest star, but he'd never actually been a series regular on anything. Dude. And that's the world we live in now where Harrison Ford is now doing a TV show. Before we go too much further, do you remember my joke about Kung Fu? No. stand-up? No. David Carradine. Talk about a guy with a guilty pleasure. I don't get it. What am oh, I missing? never mind. Autoerotic is Oh, right. Yeah, because he hung himself while he was masturbating. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, there's worse guilty pleasures than watching Netflix. I guess that would be it. Okay. okay. Anyway. No release date for that, but it's going to go into production soon. What am I going to do? Not watch that? I have to see Harrison Ford in his first TV show. Even That's though I think good. he's washed up. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's washed up, but whatever. Do you, do you I'm think gonna he'll make it. a cameo on Mandalorian season two? You mean season three? Season three. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing? I had heard that he shot something where they de-aged him for the show. Maybe he'll be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing, which would make no sense. Let's not go down the Star Wars rabbit hole right. right now. Okay. You're asking for a world of hurt. Okay. 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 All now, right. something great has returned. By the time you're listening to this, the first episode will have premiered. 
It is Better Call Saul Season 6. I've talked about this before, but it's back. It's 13 episodes. It's a supersized season. And just like Ozark, they're splitting it in two. Okay. It's going to come back for the second part on July 11th. If you want to get caught up right now, which I highly recommend, this show rules. Seasons 1 through 5 are now streaming on Netflix. I've said it before. I'm just going to keep watch Better Call Saul. The writing, the acting, the directing is all first-rate television. Great. Well, that sounds cool. I'll watch that. Have you watched any of it? Um, I forget. No. Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. I can't watch everything, man. I, then, but watch this. Okay. I just, Bob Odenkirk, you know. Oh, that's right. You feelings. don't like Odenkirk. Well, fine. I can't help you. I just think he's on screen death. I, I'm no, sure he's a nice he's, guy. He's great. Look at the people that are listening, they know. Better call Saul. Then finally, another update the Game of Thrones spinoff, prequel, whatever you want to call it, House of the Dragon, has an official premiere date of August 21st. So, woohoo! Great. Flame on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's oh, what I was yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. Those are my big notes for like stuff that's out coming up and wacky. All right. So okay. let's go. Let's do a review. Joe. Oh, actually, I forgot to mention, you know, you last time you were here, you left your notes for the Oscar nominees. I did. Yeah. And you didn't even get into them on the show. Well, because it was taking too much time. I was yapping forever about every movie. But you gave like two or three word reviews of each movie. Do you remember that? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the purpose. Yeah. Let me just read, folks. This is the stuff I find that Demo leaves here. So here's Demo's two or three word notes about each of these nominees. Nightmare Alley. You wrote uh, half right, as in it was a nightmare, I guess. Uh, don't look up at the screen. Belfast, not fast enough. Uh, the power of the dog that ate the script. West Side's. <laughs> And West Side Snorri, I guess, is what that's supposed to say. And uh, I think the least sensitive of all of them was was this. That was Coda. I was signing you. Oh, okay. So, anyway, that's, that's Demo's. Uh, those are Demo's heavy hey, hitter. Incredible. I have no memory of writing those. I wonder how. You left out King Richard. I guess that one was just a little too soon. Thank you for your comedy bit. I appreciate yeah. it. What I'm a, working all week. I was going to say, how long have you prepped on those? Yeah. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you know you. what? Give yourself a binge. I think that's the right one. Yeah, okay. sure. That's definitely Okay, is. actual review time? Yes. All right, go ahead. This is a show that we're both currently watching. As we record this, we've watched the first five episodes. There are 10 total. It is HBO and HBO Max. Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Very big, very heavily promoted in L.A. That was the only billboard I saw for about a month and a half. Yeah, it's everywhere. What do you think? Uh, I've watched the first five. Obviously, I just said that, yes. And uh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it, very Adam McKay. It's very Adam McKay. Uh, you you go first. I have some thoughts. You go ahead. Okay, I want to break down who's in it first, okay? Sure. John C. Riley is Jerry Buss. Quincy Isaiah, never seen him before. He plays Magic Johnson. Jason Clark plays Jerry West. We'll get into Jerry West in a minute. Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. Tracy Letts as Jack McKinney. There's something I didn't know anything about, right? The this coach. Oh, yeah, I didn't no know. No idea. Jason Siegel's in it. Solomon Hughes plays Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And Sally Field plays uh Jerry Buss's mother. 
She's not in it that much. Gabby Very Hoffman. small part. Gabby Hoffman plays Claire Rothman, someone I'd never heard of, but she's pretty good too. She's in some other stuff. Now that well, guy, yeah. it's interesting. You see Solomon Hughes that plays Kareem. He was like a professor. He got the role sort of out of nowhere because they were like, we need a six foot 10 black guy that can act and play basketball. And they plucked him out of, I want to say Stanford or somewhere he was, he was teaching at. Stanford and Duke. So not someone you would have seen anywhere probably before that, I don't think. I didn't recognize him in anything. Crazy good cast, though. Yeah. I want to talk about the creators, though, just so we know what we're getting into. Max Bornstein. Now, his credits include the Godzilla and King Kong reboots. Mm-hmm. And then his, his co-producer is Jim Hetch, H-E-C-H-T, whatever. And he did the Ice Age movies. Yeah. So you can see how perfect for a show about the Lakers but it's all, like you said, Adam McKay style. It's always breaking the fourth wall and winking at the camera. You're either on board for this kind of filmmaking or you're not. I happen to be. I like the wink winks, the nudge nudges, the little ding. You know, there's always like a little like graphic that goes up and people go, ha You know what I mean? I dig it. Yeah, it's, they're breaking the fourth wall, as they call it. Now, are you listening to what I say? I just said they break the fourth wall. You're too busy reading your own crap. No, I was looking something up. The story behind how this got made is very interesting. We're going to get into that. Okay. We're going to get into that. Now, the look of it. Can we talk about the look? It's all over the place. It's all over the place, which I like. Seven different cameras. Seven different cameras. You know, different 35 millimeters, 16 millimeters, Super 8. VHS. You know, VHS. They they got these uh, broadcast cameras that were used in the late 70s and the early 80s for television. And then they're shooting all the basketball and the press conferences with those cameras. I mean, they really wanted to look like that time. It does look like a home movie a lot. Now, do you wish they would have stuck with that the whole time? Because sometimes it cuts to very cinematic, like an Ari, like real nice looking, and then goes back to the camcorder. I don't mind it. I'm sort of, I don't really notice it at this point, except the one time they cut to the thing with like, you know, you can see the sprocket hole on the side. There's that always that shot they get a lot with the sprocket hole. Yeah, it looks like an iPhone n- uh, notch, which it's not, but it's that's what it, I always it's think. It's like, of. you know, it's like Super 8 film or whatever. But yeah, I read this whole article about Kodak and how like they, they provided all this film and, and the whole processing of it. You know, it's really technically a lot of fun. It's all jump cuts. Someone was saying, oh, it's the worst edited thing. I'm like, no, I like that it's all over the place. It's all, it's stylized. It's, it's super not, stylized. It's not bad. It's just stylized, very unique. And I like directors, as you know, that make choices. Wes Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, Scorsese. You can tell that it's their movie without anyone telling you who directed it. Right. Adam McKay, although this one is He only sort of, did the first episode, and he's an executive producer. Other people are directing it. Yeah, but, but he they, determined he said the, the look. style. Yeah, and, and you can tell that it's him because of the winking at the camera and because of the cinematic chaos, which makes it interesting because it sort of fits the tone of the script as well. It looks like the script. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what you want. I think so. Yeah. Look, we're both enjoying this show. I just want to let you know, I don't care about the Lakers. Okay, I had to do How a party you. for the Lakers after they three-peated in like 2001. Oh, yeah. They had their big, uh, you know, post-celebration party where I worked. Man, do I hate the Lakers. Wow. Everybody was there except Kobe. Kobe didn't do that thing. It was just a nightmare. Just a bunch of, you know, lunatics running around. It was crazy. Ugh, go on. Well, what do you want to talk about about this? Well, do you want to talk about the production of it? And then, I, we oh, did. you know what? Time out, time out, time okay. out. Time out, coach. Time out. Get it? Because yeah. we're playing basketball. Yes, I got it. Okay, great. The way they're treating Jerry West is straight character assassination. I don't know what he's really like in real life, you know? Maybe he is a curmudgeon, but they make him look like he is insane. I disagree. 
You don't think he comes off bad in this? I think he comes off badass in this. Oh, I mean, he's a fascinating character, but I mean, I he, love it. was he really like this? I, I mean, they, they got to be taking huge creative liberties. I doubt also, it. portraying uh, Magic Johnson as a complete horn dog, love it. Well, we know that's true. Going to the sex parties. You know, you know, this show opens, by the way, I'm not giving anything away, where it's like, you know, it's 1991 and Magic's just been told he has, you know, he's HIV positive. And then, you know, then it goes back to the, the late 70s, early 80s. But that's how it opens. And so it like really establishes, okay, he was always, you know, sticking his dick in things. Yeah. Right? So was Jerry Buss. Look, at, I like these guys because they're, you know, they're poon hounds. And now, they're, hold they're on. fun. Are you talking about Jerry West or Jerry I Buss? Did I say Jerry West again? I well, meant Jerry Buss. Okay. You said Jerry West the first time. Oh, I'm but, sorry. I meant Jerry Buss. Too many Jerry's. Dude. Yeah. But the comment that you're making applies to both of them. They're both like Don Draper on, well, literally on cocaine. Yeah, just boning anything they can get their hands on. Toxic masculinity. However. But it's fun. They present it in a way where it's like, hey, these guys were flawed individuals. But like I always say, if it weren't for alcoholics, we'd all be speaking German. There's some of that to this where it's like, hey, this is what it takes. These guys were ball breakers and you know, I'm, I don't know how long these guys, are they both still alive? Jerry Buss is dead. Okay. At, what did he die at? 40? He couldn't have lived very long. He got up there. Jerry Buss died in 2013 at the age of 80. They worked hard and played hard. I mean, that they invented that. I think that's why I like the show. Because yeah. it, it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's commenting on the fact that, like, can you believe people used to act like this? And it is celebrating yes. them in a way. It is celebrating the... the um, Debauchery of it. Yes, exactly. And, you know, the episode, I think it was the most recent one where they were putting together the uh, lounge and all this stuff. And it was, what they say? It was Disneyland meets the Oscars meets... The Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. And That's the, whole... the one place in LA I've never went to. Yeah. I never got there. Shocking. Everybody I know, oh, I'm going to the Playboy Mansion. Look, I worked in the photo business for a while. Oh, and yeah. my friend's like, oh, we're going to shoot at the mansion today. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm stuck behind some desk looking at a bunch of numbers. Right? Yeah. But you go to the Playboy Mansion. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just resent certain things. Well, the, what I, the last thing I was going to say about that, this thing encapsulates Showtime perfectly. And, you know, I've always wondered, you know, they called them the Showtime Lakers at that time. I didn't know anything about it until I started watching this. When you think about it, a basketball team or any sports team, they're really in the entertainment business. As much as we like to say, oh, it's all about rings. And that's entertainment when it's they a win. Show. You're selling tickets. And I think Jerry Buss was as much interested in selling tickets and selling an experience as he was getting the rings. The rings followed. Uh, but I don't think that you hear other sports team owners talk about that. Like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe they do. But Jerry Jones I, is yeah. a showman, right? And he's got to have like the biggest TV possible in his yeah, stadium. And I guess, I, yeah, I mean, there's a couple examples, but if it were me, if I were running a sports team, that's all I'd care about is getting butts in seats and charging a lot for tickets. Like playoffs are great. Championships are great. But the experience and now I guess. Well, it's a business. Right. But you, you think that Bill Belichick gives a crap what the stadium looks like? or he, no, no, no. He's, he's X's he's, and O's. Yeah, he's X's and O's guy. <sighs> you know, I know. Right. I just wanted to bring him I know. Up. Don't get me started about Belichick. <laughs> I love the show. What else were you going to say? Well, we've got to talk about the casting and oh, yeah. Adam McKay. You do that. I read a whole thing about it, but you go. Okay, so up until a couple of weeks before they started shooting, Jerry Buss, who's now played by uh, John, John C. Riley, and have we said John C. Riley 
crushes in this. He's the reason to watch him. Yes. Him and Magic, yep, um, are the reason to watch it. But everybody's good. Yep, literally every single person is good. Anyway, a couple of weeks before they started shooting, guess who dropped out? I know you already know who dropped out of playing Jerry Bus because they didn't like the fourth wall stuff. They didn't like the gimmicky type of stuff. Very serious actor, Michael Shannon. Yep. Okay, from all the uh, Jeff Nichols movies. Jeff Nichols? Yeah. Who? Like Mud and uh, Midnight Special. Yeah, everybody knows who Michael Shannon is. He's okay. a weirdo. Yeah. He's a weird dude. This would have been a whole different show if he, if he were in it. I'm glad he dropped out. Now, here's the drama. Guess who really wanted the part to begin with? Will Ferrell, Adam McKay's partner at Gary Sanchez, which is now defunct. Because uh, of this. Possibly. I heard that this show killed their professional and personal relationship. Because Will Ferrell wanted the part. He gave it to Michael Shannon. Shannon fell through. Will Ferrell said, well, it's mine now, right? And he goes, eh, when he's John C. Riley, his co-star from Step Brothers. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was the straw that, I mean, maybe there was other stuff. But uh, no more Gary Sanchez and no Will Ferrell. This, by the way, would have not been nearly as good with Will Ferrell. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. It would have been terrible. Yep. You can't look at him and not laugh. Well, he's just, I'm like, are you really going to go for it here? Are you going to be serious? Because, you know, as funny yeah. as it is, Riley's playing it straight. Yeah, there's a line in the last episode where they said that everyone wants to come see the Lakers and pretend that you're Jerry Buss, including Jerry Buss, or something to that effect, where he is playing his own character. Will Ferrell, I, I can't imagine that working. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this one up. Yeah, I think we agree. This is an, well, you go ahead. Okay, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, 10 episodes on HBO and HBO Max. This is a lot of fun, and this is a binge. Okay, Demo, I've got kind of a surprise for you. I love surprises. I almost didn't do this for a couple reasons. Number one, because I know you hadn't seen it or heard of it. But also, I didn't want people thinking I was only doing it because of the star of the movie, because this is probably the eighth uh, Ben Affleck movie that oh, I brought up. Oh, you're setting me up. Yeah. I'm not even going to go that's there. That's fine. You don't have okay. to. Okay. I just want you to know that's not why I, I wanted to review this. I wanted to review it because it's very timely right now. Okay. Now, this is called Deep Water. This is his movie with Anna de Armas. Yeah. It's uh -huh. a Hulu original movie. Now, Demo, do you know what a cuckold is? Isn't that like a super pussy? It's a guy that lets someone bang his wife or something? Uh, something sort of? like that. A man who's emasculated by his cheating partner, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you ever been a cuckold? I'm sure I have and didn't even know it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I Look, it, I'm not willingly. Right. So this, uh, I'm not giving anything away. This movie is about a uh, man, Ben Affleck, who uh, is a willing cuckold. Okay, his wife has an open relationship. He does not, but his wife sleeps around in front of him, almost literally. Uh, they have big parties. They're very, you know, socialites. And uh, he's a, a rich, uh, he invented a microchip or something that they use in the defense department, whatever. And she just uh, screws around on him all the time with these different younger guys. And he doesn't like it. After a while, it starts to uh, bubble up. Now, where else have we seen something like this recently? Hmm. Really? 
What? 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 Every uh, what? A guy with a wife who has an open relationship, even though he doesn't, and he starts to. Uh, oh yes, yeah. slapity slap 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 slap. The only good part of the Oscars. So this is. Uh, Imagine what happened on the night of the Oscars times 100. And uh, this is also a very slow burn. And I do mean slow because it's about two hours long. It's based on a book by Patricia Highsmith, also called Deep Water. I'm looking at it right now and I, I noticed the director, Adrian Lyne. I'm going to get to that. Well, I know him and this is right up his alley. This is his material. Yeah. Fatal Attraction. I was going to say. Unfaithful. I just, who would make this? Oh yeah, there he is. I'm glad that he's getting work again. I thought he was done. So congratulations. Was, you're way ahead of me. I'm sorry. So the last movie he directed was Unfaithful in 2002. Before that, Lolita in 97. And then we're back in the mid nineties and the eighties. Flashdance, uh, Jacob's Ladder, Fatal Attraction, old, old stuff. So this guy came out of retirement basically to direct this and, um, yeah, it's a psychological thriller about an unhappy couple. And again, it's long. I didn't love that part about it. There's a lot of long shots in it, something Adam McKay would never do. Show a guy walk. Yeah, two all the way. hours and 33 minutes, dude. Yeah, it's long. It's really long. Could have uh, okay. been about an hour 50. Time out. Did you see that sketch on Saturday Night Live last week? You probably don't watch SNL, do you? I don't know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah, but the seat fillers. No, 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 no. The filmed one about wanting a short movie, the Pete oh, Davidson no. one. It's no. all wrapped out. It's like, I want a short movie. I want a short movie and all these long movies and they can't get through them. And yeah. they list all these movies that are short. Okay. It's right up our alley because that's what we're always discussing. It's like, give us something, you know, short. Anyway, yeah. check it out, everybody. It's a funny little like two minute sketch. Okay. Sorry, uh, didn't mean to keep going. That's okay. I mean, that was pretty much it. It's the closest thing I can think of. You remember that movie Gone Girl, also based on a book yeah, uh, written by a, a chick who secretly wants to kill her real-life boyfriend, so she writes a book about a couple. It's kind of like a Lifetime movie, but a lot grittier. Ben Sp Affleck. The Spice Network? Uh, yeah. No. Do you that's... remember the Spice Network? Spike TV? No, Spice. S-P-I-C. No. It was hardcore porn that was edited, so there was no money shots. Like, it was, like, really bad porn because you didn't really see anything. Huh. It was, like, the big thing in the early 90s. I know you were too young. Yeah, when I was seven. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's about the age I started. So that you can see why I'm effed <laughs> Sounds about right. A lot of stuff's making sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. Sorry. Deep Water on Hulu. It's long, but it's, uh, if you like psychological thrillers, if you like Lifetime stuff, it's rated R. And here's the one thing I didn't like about it. Ben Affleck not used to his potential. He's basically a, a hat rack in this thing. How's she? She's great. Right? She's fantastic. You know, she's playing Marilyn Monroe next? Yes. In a movie that's already rated NC-17? Yeah. And the director's the, like, I don't care. It'll be the Give first... Give me the NC-17. F you. And I'm right. like, you go, dude. The first Netflix original to be NC-17. Great. Who yeah. cares? It's on Netflix. We all oh, get the yeah. kids out of the room. Well, look Whatever. At, look at, you know, the show we just talked about on HBO. I've seen about 700 winners on there. I mean, HBO doesn't care. Why would Netflix care at this point? It's like Euphoria times a thousand. Talk about a wiener show. Yeah. Oh, I see that uh, one of the Euphoria wieners is in this as well. Jacob, uh, you know, the E-L-O-R-D-I. It's a lordy. 
you know what? Can people go back to having normal stage names so I can pronounce them? Everyone's got some wacky name that I, I can like, how do I say this? And then I have to spend eight hours going around on YouTube trying to find the pronunciation of something. And you find all these videos and not one of them says their name. Or if there's an introduction, they've cut that out. So I have to go like eight different videos just to find how to say someone's last name. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. I'm I just... agree. Keep it simple. Jan Michael Vincent. Right? Perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All Deep right. Water on Hulu. I liked it. I say it's a binge. Someone did point out to me that we're recommending they binge uh, movies and documentaries, which typically a binge is a series, but we've long what blown you, past who, our own. You, it's, it's a streaming review. We don't just do series. Who told you this? Do we've, they know what the show is? We've blown so, past our own streams. It streams, okay? Yeah. It streams and binge it even though there's only one thing of it. That's fine. Yeah, it's a thumbs up, thumbs down. It's four stars. Yeah. It's whatever. It's how we rate things. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, you really can't binge a movie. Whoever told you that... You know what? I don't want you... Li- no, wait, I can't say I don't want you listening. Please listen. But come on. It's... Uh, what, what's it called? Not the... Uh, <laughs> metaphorical it's uh oh euphemistic it's when our we say gimmick it's our gimmick for god's yeah. sake i'm sorry i'm so out of it today i i'm just you're wor- you're I'm, spicy that speaking of spicy tv it's a spicy podcast featuring are you ready know. for the money shot joe yeah i am in yeah. fact speaking of breaking <laughs> rules this one this next thing that you've got i don't know if this even but whatever let's what are you just talking do- about it's a show i know it's a show but it's on network television first. no it's not it's on fx hulu look at We've reviewed FX shows since oh, I the know. beginning. This is not this is on, on, on PBS. Okay. okay. It's not on ABC. You can't get it with rabbit ears. You can't get it with rabbit ears. All right. Okay. Can you get anything with rabbit ears anymore? You can get a lot, actually. Huh. I have a TV at home back in Rochester. I don't have cable on it, so I have the antenna. There's a bunch of stuff. Oh, you can get that? laugh, which is a show that shows comedies from the seventies and eighties. Let me guess how they spell laugh. It's not normal. It's L-A-F-F. Yep, there we right. go. There you go. <laughs> there you, right. Of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. Oh, by the way, I did put a Pluto TV on my stick. It was right there. Remember yeah. last week we were talking about Pluto TV? Yeah. I don't know how to navigate it because I go in and it's like a guide. It's like a, a TV channel where things are on at certain times. It's very strange. Yeah, it's, it's conf- there's an, well, there's an on-demand area, but yeah, there's a guide like there is on Spectrum, that kind of stuff. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This show that I'm going to talk about right now is a show that is in its third season, yet it premiered in 2016. Oh, what is it, The Orville? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I love this show. Okay, this is Donald Glover's baby. He's the creative force behind it. Also, uh, the real creative mind as well is this Japanese-American director named Hiro Murai. This dude is talented. He directs the majority of these episodes. He's also directed a bunch of episodes of Barry. He's Glover's partner in crime, as far as I'm concerned. And they push it. They take big risks. They take big swings. They don't always work. But this show, it's art. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I think the show is art. It's not like anything else. Some episodes are just out there. Let me give you an example of how ballsy this show is. The show hasn't been on because of COVID and their schedules in forever. Okay, like I said, they're in season three and the thing premiered in 2016. So these these huge gaps between seasons. Their first episode back 
isn't about the main characters whatsoever. It's this like short story that has really nothing to do with the things that you know. Yet it's fascinating and it was it was really good. It's kind of weird that you would open your show with kind of like a throwaway episode. Bottle episode. A bottle episode. There's lots of bottle episodes. Um, there's one called FUBU about, well, it's basically the uh, Donald Glover character when he was younger as a kid in junior high. That episode is great. There's another totally weird one called Teddy Perkins where Glover gets all, uh, you know, prosthetic up and he plays this like reclusive Michael Jackson type guy. Stuff is weird on this show, man. And a lot of episodes, like there's a tension in them where I kind of get scared. There's there's this undercurrent of like, just like dread in a way. Something dangerous could happen at any moment on this show. Now, before I go any further, uh, the cast is basically four people, Donald Glover, Brian Tyree Henry, Lakeith Stanfeld, and Zazie Beetz. It's Lakeith Stanfield and Zossie Beetz. And they all really bring, you know, something different to their parts. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry plays like an up-and-coming rapper named Paperboy. The structure of the show is Donald Glover's his cousin, and he's kind of managing his rap career for his cousin. That's, you know, the track that the show runs on. But it goes off all over the place. It's Black Entourage. No, no, no. I I, I wouldn't categorize it. I don't know what this is. It's its own thing, man. It's, It's not like anything else. It's a comedy sometimes. It's a drama. I guess it's a dramedy, but it deals with some social issues a lot of the time. And, like, I find it to be fascinating. And the fact is, you know, there's not many more left because they've already shot the fourth season. They did it consecutively with season three, and that's going to drop later this fall, and then it's over. Season one, 10 episodes. Season two, 11 episodes. Season three, 10 episodes. And they're half hours. Look, I recommend this show to everybody if you want something different. Not every episode's going to work for you. I mean, I've sat there and gone, what the F am I watching? What am I doing? Why am I watching this show? And then, you know, it sticks in your brain. Look, it, it's streaming right now on Hulu. Get caught up. I mean, there's an episode with an invisible car. You're like, what? An invisible car? Yeah. Like, it, it takes hmm. chances and risks. It pushes it. I didn't think it was going to be for me. It totally is. It's Atlanta. Streaming on FX, Hulu, it's a major binge. Now, real quick. Yeah. First of all, that's three binges. We don't it do is. that often. I have two problems with Donald Glover. Okay. Number one, uh, you know, he does uh, rap music or Childish R&B. Gambino. Childish Gambino. He was on SNL. Well, there's one of his songs. The only song that I would recognize as his it's just a woman singing and he went on SNL. He was just like standing there. I don't think he even like sang or rapped the whole time. Oh, I so missed that. It was I like the band was playing and some woman was singing and he just stood there and it's like, well, I mean, that's, that's what I remember anyway. Look, the impression I get from him is he's kind of full of himself. Oh, that brings me to point number two. Okay. He has a stand-up special. Ever seen uh, Donald Glover on the comedy clubs, Demo? No, no. I've never once seen him do stand-up live. Well, you're not going to see it on a special either because it's pretty clear they taped it a couple of times in an empty room and then taped it maybe twice with an audience and just cut it together. It's completely cooked. It's terrible. Someone wrote it all for him. He's not a stand-up. You're not a stand-up unless you're miserable inside, outside, and all the way around. 
And this was just like, Hello. hey, I want to do a stand-up special. And he acted. It was like he was playing the part of a stand-up. Okay. So don't do a stand-up special if you're not a comic. I agree. Okay. Uh, anyway, I watched a couple episodes of the show when it first came out. It's pretty good. So It is a good show. Like I said, it's something different. It's not like anything else that's out there. And that's no. why I like it. Every episode, you don't know what you're getting. You're like, what is going to happen in this one? Okay. And that's good. You mentioned Barry earlier. That's coming back, too. That's uh, that I wrote down my looking forward Season to. Season three. Absolutely. Yeah. But that feels like it's been four years. It might have been four years. It's been, well, not four years, but it's been, everything's been a while, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just be happy we're starting to get stuff back that we like. Slowly but surely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff we liked, three binges. We had Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty on HBO, HBO Max. We both love that. It's halfway through the season. Pick it up now. It comes out weekly at this point, which is kind of frustrating. But um, I like the weekly. I really it's something yeah. to look forward to. Well, it's Sunday night. HBO is back. That's yes, cool for sure. Uh, then that and John Oliver. Oh, thank you, John Oliver. Uh, well, agree to disagree. Oh no. Deep Water on Hulu. It's a um, oh, what's the guy's name? It's in that. I'm not playing okay, that game. All right. Ben Affleck, great movie. And also the girl, I forgot the girl's name. Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, gorgeous. She's quality. Yeah. Did you see Knives Out? She's really good in that. I didn't see Knives Out. Oh, you should see Knives Out. Okay. Good movie. And then finally, uh, she's Atlanta. Also in Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Okay. That's I'm it. sure she's in. People, you can look that up on imdb.com. Anyway, folks. she works a lot. She's great. Okay, I'm sorry. Atlanta, yes. Atlanta season three, Demo loves it. And uh, that's three binges. So what else do you want from us, folks? Yeah, we gave you stuff to watch. Isn't that why you listen to this? Exactly. Uh, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at Binge or Purge, Instagram at Binge or Purge Podcast, on YouTube at Binge or Purge. No, it's just on YouTube. It's not add anything. Look us for up on YouTube. We're there. I spend hours and hours downloading this crap so you can watch it on YouTube. And then I look at it and I go, oh, you've got 10 views. Well, I'm breaking records on YouTube with 10 views. If we get 100 views, we'll do one video one. How's that? All about that. If we get 100 views on YouTube, we will actually shoot a video. And now, don't get any ideas where you're going to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like click, 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 click. Because no, I know you, John Fiorella. I know you'll (laughs) do that. So don't start. Say a little, one of our listeners, I think it's exactly the type of thing he'll do. Like, you said you would do it. Well, that doesn't hurt us. So I'd say click away. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Email us at bingerpurgepodcast at gmail.com. You know what, folks? You win. Okay, I said I was going to harp and harp on getting the voicemails until I finally started getting them all the time. But apparently, none of you want to take the time to do that. So F you. Okay, I'm done. Congratulations. You shit all over that concept. You lazy fucks. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. We want to thank Jess the Facts, as always. You can follow her on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with the Y. Demo's over there breaking plates in my kitchen. So I'll sign off this time. This has been Binge or Purge, episode 83. Say a prayer for Demo. Tune in next time. Thank you.